Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. I'm here with my co-host on Recharge the Soul and partner in all things retreat. Grateful for my daughter, Bailey. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another chat here on Recharge the Soul. Well, I am kind of flew into this podcast. Um, I told Bailey, I go, oh my gosh, because I am not really a person who has a lot of anxiety. And I have been feeling it this past week about so many different things. And it is really surprising me. And so Bailey goes, well, today it's a full moon in Capricorn and we're in cancer season. And I'm and I'm going, well, tell me more. What does that mean? And she said, well, go ahead and tell, tell them what you told me because it was fascinating because it's right where I'm at. Well, Capricorn is, um, they're a fixed sign. So they're very like, you know, driven and they're, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. They're to the point and they're hardworking. They're very like Grizz, my stepdad, my mom's husband is a Capricorn. And he is, he's very blunt sometimes and very kind of like, logical and so this Capricorn moon is really focused the energy around it is really focused around um, your goals and like things that you're needing to get done and things that you're focusing on right now at this point in your life um, and things that you're wanting to create but at the same time we have we're in this crazy cancer season because yes, cancer season is a, it's a water sign. So they're, it's a very emotional season. And um, so if you've kind of been feeling a little bit all over the place, trust me, you're not alone. I've, yes. Yeah. I've been feeling like one moment, like I'm needing to cry. And then the next moment I'm feeling like super grounded and stable. So it's just kind of, you know, flowing with the waters of this season. So while we're in this Capricorn full moon, it's really shining light on, things that we're wanting to get done um, and almost like this not pushy energy but this very um, intense energy but then we're also dealing with still this cancer season so all of this emotional energy as well so maybe if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with your to-do list or maybe you're not knowing where to start or maybe you're not even knowing what direction you want to go in it can kind of stir up a little bit of anxiety yeah and I on top of that I had my my email completely go down and looked like it was hacked. And I have this amazing angel of a person in my life. She's probably, Janet's probably been part, Janet and Jenny, the double J's, they've probably been part of my life, I think, since 2006 or 2007, like for forever. And she somehow ended up being our amazing IT person. I mean, where it's super hilarious where if, if Bailey and I are gone, and our electricity goes out in our house, my husband Grizz will call Janet. I'm like, why Why are you calling Janet about the electricity being out? And we still laugh about it to this day because she's just such an, an amazing, um, loyal, loving, 
friend, but she's also super wise. So right after this, I'm, I'm heading over there. So that could be a little bit of the anxiety. But on top of that, we have we have an amazing retreat coming up this weekend where I'm so excited. When I'm in retreat, I'm just so zen. <laughs> it's like I just float into this spot where I, I ascend all minor human issues and I feel like I'm floating around. You leave this, you leave this earth. And it's been a while since we've been in retreat. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And then we have... Um, a massively huge retreat, our biggest one-day retreat we've ever had. And I'm just so grateful for all of the women that are going to be there sharing, that are coming to the retreat, and for the women that are going to be um, providing workshops. We have Rosie Glow coming. We have Kat from Crystal Rising. We have an intuitive, Brett from Be Inspired. And I just look at what Bailey and I have created and all the amazing light workers that are around us holding space in this crazy time. And then Bailey's doing this amazing breath work, which I, you know, I've been walking around doing breath lock. I mean, I've been doing it, Bailey. I, I did her. it today. I did, want you to know. Did you? I did it this morning in my, my practice. I taught her, if anybody doesn't know about the bandhas they're three energy locks within our our main chakra system and so you can utilize them in your breath work and really kind of move out stagnant energy um you can use that energy that you're cultivating in that chakra system when you're engaging your bandhas and all of your locks um and then once you release it, it actually the energy is able to move and also not just energy it's it moves your cerebral spinal fluid. Um, That's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about that fluid shooting up to my brain. Yeah, and happy. it starts all of these like <laughs> electric magnetic sparks in your brain. It affects your pineal gland, which is your third eye. It shoots through your crown chakra. I mean, so we've been we've been doing a lot of bandas banda locks around here. And if anybody wants me to teach it on one of our Miracle Morning Monday lives on our Instagram, I would be happy to do that. Which if you don't know, every Monday is a free Miracle Morning with Bailey or myself. We alternate. We might occasionally do some together, but right now we're alternating because we both have a lot <clears throat> a lot of different things going on. Mm -hmm. So I've been walking around. I mean, i trying to get ready for, I am getting ready. I'm not trying I am, I am doing, as Yoda would say, I am in the process. There is no try. I'm doing. But I've been, when I've been walking around, I've been doing the Bonda lock. Plural. How, how, what, what have you so been? I, so I blow out all my breath. Uh -huh. And then I tuck my chin down. Uh -huh. And I hold it as much as long, squeezing in my belly button into my spine as long as I can because I want that. I want that cerebral fluid pushed to my brain up through my chakras. Mm -hmm. Is I right about that? Yeah. Do you, and you can engage your mula bandha, which is where your pelvic floor is. So you we like that. You exhale all of your air out, um, and then engage your mula bandha. Oh, my mula bandha! I didn't know about that part. Yeah, it's where your root chakra is. So mula means root, and it's basically just a lifting your pelvic floor. So. Say, you know, that feeling when you're trying to hold your pee or trying not to go to the bathroom. It's like doing a Kegel. Exactly. Yeah, a Kegel. And so you engage your mula bandha, so lifting the pelvic floor. Again. I'm, I'm doing it right now, everybody. Again, all of your air is exhaled out of your, your diaphragm, your belly. Um, 
diaphragm, sorry. And then once you engage your mula bandha, you engage your booty. This one I always mess up, but it's your it's your belly lock. Mm-hmm. So you pull your belly button in towards your spine as if you're sucking in, like you're trying to look skinny. And then you pull your belly button up towards your heart. And then you tuck your chin down and it's your throat lock. Now you can place your hands on your knees in order to like really kind of place a little bit of pressure and engage it that much more. And then you hold it here. And let me tell you, holding on an exhale is a lot more uncomfortable than holding on an inhale. But when your belly is full of air, you can't really engage that belly lock because it's like trying to like um, pull in on a balloon. But you can engage if you're inhaled. Um, you can engage your mula bandha, so your pelvic floor and your throat lock. We just don't recommend engaging that belly button. Oh. But so it's, me it's uncomfortable. In, so me pulling in my belly button is the correct way to do it? If you're on, if you're empty of air. Empty of air. Yeah. Pulling your belly button and then pull it up towards your heart. So it's really like it's engaging those locks. and it's I almost, in, almost feel it in the back of my throat. Yeah, it's super powerful. I did it this morning. I've been doing it every single morning, three rounds after my um, breath of fire. And I'm going to tell you, like, I really used to suffer, and I still do from occasion, but now I have the tools whenever it appears. But I used to really suffer with brain fog a lot or clarity of thought, um, anxiety. And this has really helped a lot doing it in my morning practices. So I'm just, I've been talking so much about breath work, I feel like, on our episodes, but I'm just, I'm so fascinated with it. And the more and more I learn about it, the more I'm like, holy crap, the whole world needs this. And and it's such an accessible tool and it's free and you can, like, utilize it anywhere. And it's also interesting because my teacher has been also not just teaching the spiritual benefits of it, but she's also been teaching how science supports it. So it's just really, it's like in our chakra system, we literally, if you look at our body, um, we have bundles of nerves in these seven energy centers. So it's not just like it's of imaginary. Mm -hmm. We have these bundles of nerves that these... In your chakras, your energy centers. In your energy centers that that your channels, your nadis that are connected in through your nose. That's why we always recommend like breathing, doing nostril breaths rather than breathing through your mouth breathing in through your nose because it's connected to these energy channels that are then connected to those those bundles of nerves aka your chakras so you have complete you know you have so much power in going in there and kind of moving literally stagnant energy blood flow whatever it may be to have a more clear vessel so that's fascinating <laughs> and so has that sound la- nerdy no and so last question how long do you hold the breath lock because i think i I'm only doing it like for three to five seconds. It's not very long. Totally. Yeah, totally normal. Again, like the ex, the exhale, like being on empty and engaging all three uh, is a lot more uncomfortable versus if you're full of air because mm-hmm. so I would say starting with three to five seconds mm-hmm. and then moving it up each day or each practice by a second or two and then staying there and whenever you're comfortable moving it up a little bit but it's so normal to not be able to hold it longer um as long and then trying the inhale one where you're just engaging that mula bandha, that pelvic floor and your your throat lock you'll you'll be able to hold a lot more um time we'll do it tomorrow morning together okay. i would love that I yeah want to practice it so we're going on another rv trip and bailey's going to share some of her breath work um classes with me so i can just look at them and kind of learn a little bit but Bailey is going to be my teacher. 
which is so, I'm so excited about that. I love that, that she's learning all these fascinating things and, and truly helpful things that are going to really be able to help us. Like when I had the anxiety in the past couple of days, I've been doing the breath work that you've been teaching me. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. beautiful. And you know, it's funny is like we always talk about the spiritual breadcrumbs and like really getting in tune with with signs and listening to them. And it was funny because what actually got me intrigued with breathwork was during my yoga training a year ago in Costa Rica, I most looked forward to um, we'd wake up at 6 a.m. and we would do an hour of learning a new breathwork technique and then sit in meditation. And that's what I enjoyed the most out of that month in Costa Rica at my training. So I'm like, huh, me, I really want to dive more into this. And so I followed that breadcrumb and I started kind of putting it out there. And then this teacher randomly popped up on my social media, like never had heard of her before. And I just kind of took the leap and it's been the inve- best investment I've ever made. And it, it's a it, it's a three or four month course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you've been taking and I know you have your testing this weekend so that's, or this week before we head up for our Tahoe retreat. So that's super exciting. Yeah, so sorry you guys if I go <laughs> off on rants about this. It's just, I'm like, I know not everybody wants to hear the scientific approach behind it, but I'm just like, it's not all woo-woo. Like, yeah, of course mm-hmm. there's woo-woo mixed in there, but it, there's actually, you know, there's such, like, evidence behind how all of this affects our body and and just creates the space within us. Mm-hmm. So. So fascinating. And then, so I'll be learning that with Bailey. Yeah, and then we had, and we're going to be talking today about the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So which I really think is so cool. And I was trying to correlate it to when I'm doing my meditations and I'm calling in, there's a meditation that I do where we actually call in our our ancestors, which we were, Bailey and I were both on the phone with Hunter, who is doing a deep dive into his ancestry, which is partly my side and then partly his dad's side, Bailey and his dad's side. And I find it so fascinating because I feel like I've always felt in my heart that my ancestors were super hardy and it turns out that they are because they're mostly German and they traveled over on a boat. A whole bunch of them traveled over on a boat from Germany and came over here um, and settled in Wisconsin, which I just think is so fascinating, mm-hmm. which means they're hardy and they're strong and they're focused and they have they're resilient, resilient and determination. So when I and so when I've been getting nudgings from spirit to call in for help from my ancestors on my right, which I always feel like is my ancestors, my male ancestors, mm-hmm. and then my ancestors on my left, which are my mm-hmm. feminine ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so I've been calling them all in. And so which is you all have heard me talk about this tree that's in front of my house and I felt like her name was Ava and one of my ancestors name her name is Ava Schumann I just so like that's so crazy. funny her name is Ava Schumann that and my tree's so name is funny. Ava because Ava so funny? is such a random weird random name. name it wasn't like Sally or Sue I didn't put that together until just now yeah I've been thinking about it I was like oh my gosh Wow. Because I look out my window, which we're looking at right now, and she's just gorgeous. She's beautiful and just this really um, healthy, robust, 
thriving tree. So I just, I love knowing that we're never alone. I love knowing that God is there. I love knowing that my angels are there and love knowing that my ancestors, you know, especially when you're doing generational healing, your ancestors are literally cheering you on. They're like, you know, we want to heal our lineage. We want to heal. We we don't want to stay stuck here. We don't want to keep repeating these painful, traumatic things. And so, so it's just, so it's just all right in front of me. So when Bailey said, let's talk about the divine feminine and the divine masculine and talk about, you know, what it's like to be in trauma in the masculine or in the feminine, what are the signs? I thought this would be a fascinating subject just because Bailey and I, you know, we've done generational healing for, and I feel like they're clapping for us. Just like even when I just say that now, I can feel like all of them are back there behind us or above us just like cheering us on so and I've been working with a few of my clients on generational healing and it's it's not necessarily a walk in the park to do it it's not like going and gathering daisies it's you know it can be very challenging but when once you're free of it it's um you feel so much lighter and you feel like you've just cut loose a bunch of baggage and you're also getting a lot of love sent forward because you've also healed so much pain you know Mm -hmm. so let's talk let's dive about dive in with this Bailey well where do you want to start well so if nobody knows like I've you know I before I really started learning about this I'd heard about the divine masculine and I had heard about the divine feminine and I had an idea of what it was but I wasn't exactly a hundred percent sure so for all that are in that spot, this is for you. <laughs> um, so our masculine is actually in, it's activated by our right nostril. So it's actually connected to the left hemisphere of the brain. And while our feminine is connected to our left nostril um, and can be, which acts of, activates our right side of our brain. So our masculine is more of that extroverted energy. It's that warm energy. It's that sun energy. So it's kind of like the the fire starter. It's the one that goes and makes the decisions. It's the one that um, is very logical. It is heart driven. It takes a lead, makes actions happen. It's very like solution oriented. Um, while the feminine is more of that moon energy so it's more introverted it's more soft um and it's really connected to your intuition it's connected to how you uh, your creative process um how you're expressive of yourself it's created to more of like that flowing energy like just going with the flow and Again, it's like that soft energy. So while you have like the masculine energy, it's very go, 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 like extrovert. Action. Action. Yeah. Mm. The feminine is more of that taking a seat back and kind of letting things flow into existence and and not more forcing things, which both like when balanced have a purpose. And no, men don't aren't supposed to have like necessarily more masculine energy than feminine and no women aren't supposed to have more feminine than masculine like it's this duality this balance that every single human being has within them and and when we're younger or maybe certain things happen to us or we get into relationships these this divine masculine or feminine can get wounded 
So we'll just kind of dive into, we'll do one in one. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, like, I'll go into the feminine and then we'll mm-hmm. see. Because I know that I have some parts of me within my feminine that are wounded. And and I think that you were telling me that you feel like you do too after going through the mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. So a divine feminine. If your feminine is healthy and you've kind of been nurturing it or healing it, you have healthy boundaries. You're self-validating. You say no when it's needed to say no. So... You have, again, boundaries. Um, And you don't abandon yourself. You don't abandon your needs to please others. Um, You honor your emotions. Your energy energy is radiant. So it means probably that you're taking care of yourself. You're really involved in your practices um, because your aura, how, how you take care of yourself, I'm telling you, it changes your energetic field. It changes your aura. It's that... You know, when people are like, wow, there's somebody about that that person or there's there's something about that person. Like they walk into a room and everybody turns. It's, you know, it's you have radiant energy. So that's coming from your divine feminine. Um, You receive with grace. So I love um, there's this you could there's this affirmation like say if you have a hard time like accepting help, which the wounded feminine normally does or um, receiving things you can come to the affirmation instead of being like oh no no it's okay like I'm okay you why don't you just say next time like I receive that you Mm -hmm. know I thank you thank Mm -hmm. you I receive that so it doesn't when your divine feminine is healthy you don't take on others realities so you're very not saying that you're turning a blind eye to it but you're very in your truth and you can you can look at other people's worlds and maybe where I, why they're coming from where they're coming from but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take on that reality as your own you're grounded in your worth you're reclaiming who you are you're supportive you're nurturing without sacrificing yourself so again you have healthy boundaries um, you're and you're strong within your faith within your trust um, you don't get it carried away and worry. So you're you you're flowing and you're decisive. That's your divine feminine. If you're in this beautiful balance with it, uh, what if your what if your divine feminine is wounded? Then what? What's the flip side of that? Well, if your divine feminine is wounded, then you tend to not want to celebrate others because you're in this lack mentality that there's not enough to go around, or maybe you're jealous. Um, you're indecisive. You're always kind of waiting to be saved rather than kind of taking the initiative to to make that to make what needs to happen happen for yourself you're judgmental you can be needy um, you can be passive aggressive you can constantly be trying to seek validation because maybe you don't have a lot of self-worth at the moment um, you could have victim energy you could be overly critical on yourself and on others uh, you can be dramatic um, and constantly searching for chaos and you know it's the thing is it's like some of this is we're not always intentionally trying to be you know act out in these ways but it's just these subconscious habits that get created through our past experiences or past belief systems so it's just again knowledge is power um, mm-hmm. but where do you resonate with any of that 
Well, where does people, because I still notice that I still have a tendency to do the people-pleasing thing. I'm so much better about saying no, but but for a very long time, I would, you know, do everything for everybody else and not mm-hmm. really do for myself, even if my interior was saying, you know, you really need to sleep in this morning. You've been burning the candle at both ends. You can't be there for everybody. And I would just keep pushing through it, even though I was exhausted. So... I guess that would be not having healthy boundaries. Yeah, because fear, you probably had fear of abandonment or fear of... Oh, conf- definitely. Yeah, or fear of confrontation. Having an alcoholic mom, abandonment mm-hmm. was a big thing. And you she know? was a hothead, right? And she she was really great when she wasn't drinking, but her drinking got exacerbated as she got older. And her and when she was drinking her... Her words, she could just slice and dice you with her tongue. Mm -hmm. And so there were three of us, so she would kind of, three daughters and one son, and she would pit the daughters against one another. And so because of that, I think, um, you know, it's so interesting that I was really drawn to work with women and that I love working with women and I love them so much. And having gone through that experience, it's just so interesting because it wasn't a supportive household, you know. And my sisters and I, um, you know, when there's so much chaos that's done when you're growing up and you're and you're pitted against one another, all three of us have weight. Maybe my younger sister and I have this uh, are more on the same reality, but my older sister, her reality and and our reality is totally different on the household we were raised in. Just mm-hmm. so fascinating. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like we had Professor P on. I think it was last episode or maybe the episode before. And she was, she always talks about this wounded mother and a lot of women nowadays, which creates, is creating that division between women. Cause, and it, yeah, it's, I don't see it as much anymore, which is really, I'm grateful for. Uh, Cause I think it is being healed throughout the collective, but women tend to, gossip about each other they tend to um not root for one another it's kind of like this constant competition between women who looks better who has more materialistic items you know if somebody else is more successful than you or their business is kind of taking off and yours is still kind of getting momentum it's hard to have uh to be supportive of them, you know, and, and that's that wounded mother coming in. That's absolutely. And I, I've seen it a lot, but my generation is, is, um, different than yours. And there's a ton of, um, backbiting and viciousness and gossiping and all of that stuff does is really take the person who's doing it out, you know, puts them on their knees. But, and it's so interesting that if you're in like the good old boys club with men, they don't, they all, help each other you know rise to the top and they're all like let me get let me get you connected to this person and I do have in my circle a lot of women who are like that let's connect you let's do this you will love this person that's how we met professor p for example Mm -hmm. but if you're but in the industry me working with women um and life coaching women there's still quite a bit of backbiting and mean-spiritedness and it comes from a scarcity mentality like if, if I don't have it, I can, she shouldn't have it either. Or how, if she has it, then it's not available for me as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of true. had this happen in one of my old bartending jobs where I was new 
to the place and everybody else had a like a whole everybody else had been there for a long time so it was a very I could feel it on my first day it was a very clicky environment and there's this one particular girl that ignored me like didn't introduce herself for three shifts until I finally went up to her and was like hey I'm Bailey like nice to meet you you know like why are you just crazy in the same like behind the same bar for three days and you have not acknowledged me except everybody else in the place so again knowing like now at the time when that was happening I was like what the heck like I didn't I haven't even said one word to her and she already doesn't like me you Mm -hmm. know and now I'm like Oh, it, it had nothing to do with me. It's the wounded feminine. Yeah. And I'm like, no, we, mm-hmm. we're on the same team. Like, mm-hmm. we could have fun together. Like, we could actually <laughs> like each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it, so interesting. It is. And I find that with this, with this, what's happening now with the, the um, age of Aquarius coming in and the elevation of the collective with mindset and people, people really, you know, ascending is what is happening is that everything is in your face to be healed or not. So you get to choose. You go, gosh, I, I, I've talked to a lot of my clients about protecting their mindset. And because sometimes people are just so embedded in that reality that it's me or you, it's, you know, dog eat dog, and I'm going to take her out before she gets to the top type of mentality or it gets the tension. It could be a wide variety of things like that. So what happens is that, um, is that as we're we're rising to the top and and healing, everything's in your face a little bit more. I have a lot of people who are working on mother daughter relationships, whether it be the daughter or the mother, mm-hmm. who are trying to yeah, heal. and it is this underlying mm-hmm. like competition between mm-hmm. a lot of women and. And, you know, part of me wants to say it's really not our fault because it was so, it's so, it was so sneaky how it was kind of embedded in our culture. But now, now that we have the awareness around it and we can speak openly about it, now it is our, it's our, our duty to heal it, you know, Mm -hmm. and to, to go up. And, you know, when that happened with me and that girl, I kind of started ignoring her. And I started matching her energy mm-hmm. because, well, I didn't know what to do with it at first. But, you know, I could have, though it, I, though it wasn't fair that she was treating me like that, I could have been a little bit softer to her and just went up and been like, hey, like, I don't, like, we haven't talked and I'm, I'm new here and it's been three days. Like, I'm Bailey, like, you know, and kind of sparked a conversation with her. But I was very just kind of like blunt and like saying like, hey in a way like I know you've been ignoring me like I'm Bailey but when you did that she then was nice to you she was yeah it was very odd she then like was so kind to me so it's 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 a very interest I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate it how to navigate Mm -hmm. it when it appears it's so well you know it's where I'm not feeding it yeah but also at the same time I'm I'm having those boundaries to where I won't let people I can't let people walk all over me, you no, know? You do a really good job of it. I, I feel like you really have um, healthy boundaries. And and I love seeing that. It's very um, affirming. It shows that we're doing the work, you know? And because with my own mother, her mom, Irene, was also 
um, went through trauma. So mm-hmm. the trauma, and I'm sh- I and I don't know my great grandmother, but I'm I'm absolutely positive that this has been a handed down because she married an alcoholic. My grandmother married an alcoholic. Then my then um, my mom didn't know how to have a relationship, and my dad was not also raised by um, a single mom of eight children. She had oh eight God. and she was, she was very German. So, you know, very like you go to work and then you, you eat your breakfast and you know, you in her masculine and go to bed. Yeah. She was very in her masculine. And so you have these two people who just don't know how to, how to talk about things. And so, and then you have, um, just perfect, perfect scenario for alcoholism just to raise its ugly head. And then, and, and so I can see that. Um, I can see that like my mom and her sisters, they didn't really have a good relationship either. And then here I have the same thing and I, I've tried to communicate and stuff, but some things are so deeply embedded. You have to have everybody on the same page wanting to move forward and heal. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, then you go, you know what? I'm going to see you on the other side and we'll talk then. Yeah. (laughs) I got to save myself at this point. I, I, refuse mm-hmm. to go down with you guys no. you know and not even go down but i want to choose to live this life differently no no yeah you made a very i i respect how you know what you did for yourself and what you created for yourself because i know that taking a step out and kind of being a lone wolf mm-hmm. in a lot of ways for a while you know till you created your own tribe i'm sure that that was mm-hmm. that takes a lot of power and and trust and and, and self-worth tears, you yeah. know just walking through it and going what the heck there must be something wrong with me if my own yeah. mother or my sisters but it's you know you just I tried the best I could and then I was like I can't and then when I had you know my husband say you get to decide what you want to do but if you're going to go visit I'll just I'll go out with the guys. I'll go play golf. I'll do something else. Mm-hmm. And you go ahead and go. Um, so I really appreciated him giving me the grace to figure that out as well. Mm-hmm. So here we are talking about this, which is so interesting, which which I'm really grateful that I don't have that whole list, Bailey. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, if you feel like you have a lot of this list, it's don't. It's this is not to beat yourself up. This is just, like, for Awareness. me, I mean, mm-hmm. I... I as far as my feminine being wounded, I I notice that I tend to seek validation a lot. Like, oh, I get really nervous about posting things, you know, or being vulnerable. And I'll, I'll constantly, like I called my mom the other day. Like I posted something on my Instagram about breath work and I was in the sauna and it was pretty vulnerable for me. And I like I was like, I'm hoping that and this is, you know, this is hard to admit, but I'm like, I'm hoping that I get a good response from it or I hope that people like it. And so when I don't get as much of a good response, I'm like, oh, my God, do people think I'm weird or do they think I'm like crazy? You know, so I notice that my feminine is wounded in that area to where I just don't like I'm like, no, like this is what I believe in and this is how I'm feeling. And I'm putting this out there because I want somebody else to feel less alone, Mm -hmm. you know, so I they do. mm -hmm. They do. It's so powerful when you share like that because people want to say it and and when they don't when they see somebody else like you shining a light on it that makes them feel less alone yeah 
Yeah. And knowing that, like, because I see other people posting stuff like that. And in times when I was really in a dark place, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it helped me heal a little like bit. Rachel Habakost. Yeah. She helped me heal in so many different ways. I'm so grateful for her. And that's one of the first things that I said to her when I met her was I'm like, I'm so proud of you. And like, I know it's not always easy to put yourself out on social media like that. But you helped me in so many ways that you never will fully understand so yeah I think seeking validation um is a big one that I'm really trying to heal and then I am very overly critical um on myself and yeah I think that sometimes I can be a little bit jealous of because I'm like oh I really want to be like in that position or I want to I want to be doing that like so I do tend to get a little bit and I try to like take a step back from that so or with other women, I know that when I was in a relationship, I was, I had a hard time towards the end, like I was getting very jealous and creating stories in my head because that was coming from my own, me and my self-worth. I, well, I, I have to interject though. I think you probably wouldn't have been as triggered if there wasn't some stuff going on, you know, to help trigger it. And, and because I do know that like I have was with one of my clients this morning who I who I really love and she said, you know, I'm just I'm just not built that way. I just don't feel insecure, but her partner's feeling very insecure because he has he has wounding around that. And and then there's other times, like for instance, when I had a boyfriend, for example, and he was um and I was with him and he would be looking at other women with me there, and I would see him doing it. And I would, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, it would totally trigger me. Now, if I didn't have woundings, it probably wouldn't have triggered me as deeply, but it definitely triggered me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that part of me was yeah. really like terribly triggered towards mm-hmm. the end of that relationship to almost where it was like, I felt like I was going crazy. So it's mm-hmm. just interesting how, yeah, it can kind of like create like build into this huge snowball especially depending on the environment that you're in i love the awareness though yeah so important to know Mm -hmm. so you can go to work and heal yeah so diving into the masculine which is super interesting again the masculine isn't just solely focused on men or males you know we feminine also have this divine masculine within them so if your divine masculine is healed you're strong with soft edges so you're not like you're flexible you're flexible but you're also very rooted you're like a willow tree oh i love that thank you a willow tree <laughs> I, just dried like, I, I know i looked at my mom I was like did you like that <laughs> i like the willow tree <laughs> um you're emotionally available so you're not gaslighting people you're not kind of shutting down conversations you're good at listening um you're confident but not arrogant you're spontaneous and you're adventurous. You keep your word. So you're loyal. You take the lead. You're heart driven. You're logical. Um, you're action oriented. And you're concentrated. So that's if your divine masculine is, is healed. Now, if it's wounded, you can tend to be ego driven. You can be logic based, arrogant competitive constant need to prove you can be greedy your worth can be based on status so again like 
how many followers somebody has on Instagram or how big their social circle is and how high their social circle is up. Even what if they drive. Or what they drive. Even yeah. if maybe the people that they're hanging around are like not good people, mm-hmm. but they they have a good status. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Somebody that's masculine, masculine, like their masculine is wounded would self-sacrifice themselves just to be in that, that social group because of status. Um, they're reckless. They're emotionally closed off. They tend to be impatient. Hmm. So, you know, I, I think that looking at this and also like they may have a hard time. Well, no, that would be my feminine. Cause I was going to say they may like when you're very near masculine, you're like, you're kind of like a bulldozer, Mm. you know, you're, you'll take out anything in front of you just because you're. You're very focused and goal oriented, and it doesn't matter who you hurt along the way. Or so, I, you know. I do. You, I don't really resonate with a lot of this because I don't think I'm emotionally closed off. I really don't care about status. I just want to hang around inspiring people. You know, like mm-hmm. that's my main thing. And then, mm, yeah, I don't think that my masculine is very wounded. I think that with for myself, I I think that at one point with um, I did a lot of work around with my father and I actually I just wanted um, to know that he loved me and cared about me. And so I actually was living in Sacramento Mm -hmm. and I was in my 20s, probably right around your age, 25 ish. And um, I always grew up with he was a workaholic. My father had his own business. He was also an entrepreneur. And um, he owned a Western Auto and then after, which is kind of like a CVS or a Walgreens. And then um, and then he owned a body shop. And so worked super hard. He had this, he had uh, contracts with the dealerships in Stockton and stuff. And so he was just working a lot of hours. And so what ended up happening is that um, we were always told, oh, he loves you because he he pays for everything. You know, he's the one who, who's bringing in the money and that's how you know he loves you. And I was like, well, why doesn't he ever tell me that he's proud of me or that he loves me or any of that? And um, it's so funny. Even now when I say this, I can hear him saying I'm proud of you. I mean, mm-hmm. I can I feel so connected to him now, which is so makes me so um joyful to feel that and to be connected to the other side like that where I can feel that love from him Eve that's why I always say it's such like a thin veil the other side to this side it's such a super thin veil and I've told many a people a person this is that if they could tell you anything they would just say like roll around in all the things like you have a body eat the food and and you know go and work out and feel what it feels like to own your body and feel the sun on your skin because there, and I've heard this and I believe this is true that there's souls lined up just waiting to get into a body. So what happened was in my 20s, I was was really um, just feeling like, gosh, I didn't wasn't feeling like either one of my parents really loved me very much. <clears throat> and so and I've shared enough on here where a lot of you know about my relationship with my mom, but with my father, he just never, he just wasn't, didn't ever tell you. And he, you can imagine when you have a mom who, uh, his mom who was raising eight children that 
she didn't have a lot of time for affection or to go around and say I love you. She would she was doing laundry, cooking, bringing home bringing home the bacon literally and so she didn't have time for that. So they did learn that. They were taught not to be too emotional. And they're German and Germans are like that as well. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is um uh I went to his body shop, Rainbow Body Shop. And I went to it and I and I said, I wanna wanna meet with you for lunch and we did. And I was just bawling. I remember crying, you know, that really ugly cry where there's snot going everywhere. And you're just like my face was all swollen. And I go, Why don't you ever tell me you love me? And he goes and he told me he loved me for the first time I remember him ever saying he loved me. Mm. And it was so and ever since that day, that changed everything for us. Wow. Yeah. So whenever I saw him and was with him, um, I felt that he saw me, that he really saw me. Yeah. You always kind of talk about your dad. At, like, and I think yeah. you're, it was like another thing, like, you know, sometimes like that generation didn't know any better, you mm-hmm. know, and you really did draw the line in the sand. But I think your dad was just, just, he was probably also going through a lot of generational um things that were passed down and it was a different way of life you know it was a different way of being it was from what I've heard and from a lot of the ladies that come to a lot of our workshops or retreats it's there's a lot of generational healing going on in that Mm -hmm. very like emotionally closed off so Mm -hmm. yeah that that's, and you, it's funny because my mom and I always talk about like my mom is her. I feel like your masculine is very healed. I do, too. You know, I, I feel, feel like your masculine that. is very. um, Yeah, solid. And my masculine is sometimes not as solid because of the fact that I have a hard time like getting that like bold, not bulldozer, but like that action oriented, like get things done like solution like figuring out solutions Mm -hmm. problem solving I have a hard time with that you know Mm -hmm. I'm very take my time and like Mm -hmm. and like don't like wait for the right time or I'm very in my feminine so it's Mm -hmm. actually so another point we were talking about this the other day Mm -hmm. about all of this before we decided to talk about it on here and I'm like somebody told my mom and I a long time ago that I was the moon Mm-hmm. So the moon, ener- moon energy again is the um, feminine, and my mom was the sun, mm-hmm. and she's and very masculine, and that's so spot on. It's so spot on, which is which is why the partnership is so good, you know, mm-hmm. is because very we balance in my emotions each other. sometimes, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like that go getter, mm-hmm. you know, you like blaze a trail. Mm-hmm. So it's really. I try to learn a lot from you and pick up a lot from you, you know. Well, and vice versa. So it that's that's why it's such a great. I'm so grateful that you're my daughter. Oh, I'm grateful <laughs> you're my mom. And so we just wanted to share all of these really wonderful, wonderful awareness points for you. I just love that um, we're we're sharing all the ways for you to move forward and heal and just take little notes and go where am I where am I wounded or where do I feel like I'm really in my divine so being in your divine is being healed and just take a look at it because it's nothing when you look at something that's when you can heal it when you mm-hmm. can bring it to the surface and look at it you can go oh this is something I want to work on yeah again not something to like beat yourself up about no. but being like oh 
I didn't even like realize there was like really a, like a word to that or I didn't realize that that's what I was doing and oh maybe it's stemming from this and and do I still want to believe that story mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and do I still want to kind of live in this cycle mm-hmm. does it feel good to me and maybe it's yes maybe it is but maybe it's no Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all a choice. And then as far as breathwork goes, if you want to heal it through your breath mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, just kind of call in maybe that more divine masculine or more feminine. Um, say if you feel like your feminine's wounded, I would recommend in your miracle mornings to basically you'll do a practice where you're inhaling through your left nostril. So you're activating that right hemisphere of the brain, which is connected to your femme. Um, and then exhale out of your your right nostril. So the inhale is always going to be out of your left nostril or into the, your left nostril. And then vice versa, if you want to heal, bring more masculine energy into your world, breathe into your um, your right nostril. Inhale through your right, exhale through your left, inhale through your right. You can do a, a retention at the top, so hold your breath, and then exhale through your left. So... Bailey will be teaching a lot of that on um, on the Miracle Mornings. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a Miracle Morning on all, like, the Divine Feminine. I think that would be so good. That would be good, huh? That would be fun. That would be super fun. So on Monday, which is July 18th, I'll be doing the Miracle Morning. Mm-hmm. And then um, we'll be in Tahoe this weekend. So if you follow us on social media, we'll be posting a lot of pictures on all the things we do and we're getting ready to, I just, um, I didn't tell Bailey this yet. Maybe I did tell you. We're going to Greece and I just booked the ferry ride from Crete to Santorini. It's going to be our first recharge so the soul in Europe. Greece. And in Europe. And in Europe. So, so we'll be looking at Barcelona for future retreats. And then we're also talking about doing some in Machu Picchu. And we also have, of course, the goddess retreats in Sayulita coming up in November and in January. So if you want a fresh start to the brand new year, we have Costa Rica and Sayulita coming up. And they're both, you've heard us talk about Sayulita and Costa Rica so many mm-hmm. times. And they are both magical for different reasons. So yeah. Yeah. So if anybody has any questions or you know wants to reach out, we're always here. And you can find our contacts in the notes. But yeah until Mm -hmm. next week thank you for joining us and we hope that you have an amazing amazing weekend if you if you want to follow along with us you can always follow one of our pages um, on instagram or facebook and yeah other than that we love you guys so much and are sending you massive 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 love Mm-hmm. Massive love. We'll see you next week, next Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll talk to you next week. Oh yeah. Why do I always do that? We will talk to you. Ne- <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Maybe because we're manifesting um, a YouTube channel. We are in the works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, bye guys. Bye. bye.